you're hungry, because you're listening to Everybody Eats. What's up, everyone? It's your host, Bensky Belize, and we're back for another episode of the Everybody Eats podcast. So I hope you guys having a great week. We're here with our co-host, Edom XP, and we have a guest today, Mr. Christopher Haley. What's up? Thank you for coming on today's episode, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir, man. Thank y'all, though. Uh Man, for just even like having me, man, like referring, so it's all good, though. I appreciate it. <laughs> for sure. Thank you. Thank you for reaching out. Um, so we have a good episode for you today. Um, so before all that, make sure that you're following us on all our social media. Make sure you're following us on Instagram at everybody underscore eats podcast, Twitter at everybody underscore eats underscore on TikTok. Um, make sure you're following us, my page on LinkedIn, we post there, our YouTube channel, Everybody Eats Podcast, so make sure that you follow, like, subscribe, share it with friends, we're on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts, we are on there, so make sure that you like, subscribe, share with your friends, all that good stuff. All right, so let's go into today's episode. So for today, um, we are going to speak about, the first topic we want to speak about is the importance of unity. All right, so that's something um, that we just felt that was important to speak on. And unity, um, we're talking mainly in um, the creative space, um, in, in working together, collaboration, and things like that. So um, we'll, we'll start off there, and then we'll see where the discussion takes us. So, um, yeah, so uh, I guess I'll start with my uh, my take on it and then we'll go from that, that uh, Chris, you, you can give your take and eat them as well. So um, the way I feel about Unity, especially I think in the creative space, this is something that I've been learning a lot lately um, as I've just been meeting other business owners, meeting other creatives um, and just looking to collab with Everybody Eats, just even you reaching out. Right. That's that's an example of collaboration and unity of just like, you know, giving out that that reach like, hey, I'm interested in your podcast. I want to learn more. Or how can I help? Like, I think that's that's important for, you know, if you have your own business or your brand, that's important for you yourself. You know, and that's also important for, you know, the, the community and giving back, you know, so, you know, moving down to this area, just seeing the love and just receiving that love from the people nearby, like that in itself is a form of unity. You know what I'm saying? So to me, and that's helped me grow. That's helped me, you know, expand and expand my network, you know, helped me grow. I've learned a lot through it. Um, so it just, it, it just means a lot to me. And I think that's the only way that, you know, if you have your brand, that's the way that you're going to grow by, you know, working with other people instead of trying to always, you know, instead of trying to like compete. You know, so that that's that's my take on it. So that's how I feel. So, Chris, how you how you feel about that? What's your take on it? Man, you know that's the biggest thing, man. It's just about creativity. Like it takes it takes a lot of people. It takes it takes others too as well. So I mean, like especially I mean like this once you do have a brand or just a certain business or like whichever case, what you have to do is network. You have to be, you know, like like a little bit out outgoing. Yeah. You know? And um uh like a lot of people are not like are not on that wave per se. Like certain like persons are and like certain persons aren't. But like my thing is like this, once you are just genuinely, genuinely, you know, I mean like just trying to make your connections and whatnot, you are going like to come across 
like-minded people. That's which true. Is, which is, you know, like the biggest key right there, just finding like-minded people that are actually, actually, like, you know, trying like to help out, help out others. And um, myself personally, growing up in Virginia, particularly like Norfolk, like it has always been, you know, like a bunch of crabs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like um, that whole mentality of it, which is a little bit old. Like, I mean, you know, all of us, all of us shall have talent. All of us, you know, that can benefit from each other. You know, other, other like sectors and other like states and other, you know, demographics have figured that out. Yeah. We have yet to like, even like to even figure that out, like period. Which is just annoying though, because like once you look at you know like different like places like New York, they're always like supporting you know I mean like in certain fashions, but more so more so like especially in Atlanta, that's like I mean you know like the blueprint of it all like period. Yeah. So I mean like they all have figured it out. They have figured it out. So I mean like it's almost like what the hell is really stopping us from from like doing it too. You know, so I mean, like, it's just about, like, a lot of people are, are just about, you know, like, their own pride, their own, you know, um, narratives, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. And, and, and it's like, I mean, lastly, too, social media, man, you know, people ain't trying, like, you know, like, to put on others and stuff like that without a, you know, like, a bit of a social media presence or, like, which have the case. So, I mean, like, it's always, you know, like, some underhanded shit, usually. It's usually that, but, um, you know, but it's just all about, you know, like your own different, like, I guess, like, uh, travels too as well. So everybody, you know, experiences want to be different. Definitely, definitely. I think um, that crabs in the bucket mentality, I think that's just something, like, unfortunately, that's something in our community um, that it's been like that we definitely need to face. But one thing I always found interesting was, or, like, I guess lately I found interesting is that I've heard multiple times about um i guess like hampton roads like this area in, in virginia that it has been a very crabs in a bucket i guess like historically but i found it interesting because like i said like since i've been down here i personally haven't experienced it but obviously you know i've only been here for a few months compared to someone who's grown up here but i always found that interesting I get yeah i get you know i guess it's not yet but i just found it i found it interesting because i run into people okay like like yourself right we met the perfect play i met the um i was at the perfect play through you know carl hale so like even just this experience of the podcast like our listeners and artists have seen it like i mentioned people constantly because people have put me on right so i personally have been the opposite because I've only been helped, you know what I mean, since I've been here. Yeah. Um, and I think I, that's just, I guess that's just me being a blessing. But I talking to people who are from this area, they say, I've heard a lot, like, oh, it's a very crabs in the bucket mentality. So from my perspective, yeah. either, you know, either it's getting better, either, or you can, you can, you can let me know oh, yeah. more. It's either getting better or at least maybe I've just been blessed oh. to be around people who've, you know, changed or, you know, who, who, who don't see it that way. Uh, definitely, definitely that, man. Like, you know, uh, shout out, shout out to, you know, like the perfect play. Shout out, like, the Huey. Shout yeah. out, like, the uh, Carl, Carl, too, as well, man. Because, like, those, those, like, guys are, like, ushering, ushering in a new wave of how Virginia is moving. You know, um, you know, like, the culture, especially, 
especially with the creativity, you know, and stuff like that. Like his, like his definitely has amped up, amped up a lot better. Like especially since about like '09, roughly, because I definitely noticed that. Um, like there's a lot much more photographers now. It's a lot more videographers, you know, rappers too as well. Yeah. Um, uh, it's a lot of people. I mean, that are actually, you know, I mean, just trying out things. Even, even like uh, models. Yeah. Especially me too. You know. <laughs> so I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what I can definitely say is that from like growing up here and stuff like that, like it was a little bit more tighter. But as as of late, though, you know, like the more newer, newer like generation to, you know, like the more younger crowd, I mean, like is figuring it out differently. So, I mean, like it has um, gotten better. But, I mean, we we are like slowly, slowly building up. I can tell, you know, like I definitely do see it. I definitely do see, you know, like it grow too as well. So, like it has been progressing. I will say that at least. No. I really agree with uh, like when you said um, a big hindrance or roadblock is pride that a lot of people have, which does tie into whole crabs in a bucket mentality. And you know, outside of even just Norfolk and even in the um, creative sense, like that's just like a real big. I feel like, like Bensi said, in our community, it's such a big issue. You know, you don't want to see your neighbor or the kid you grew up with, you know, out here doing a lot better than you. And that just really, you you always hear like, you know, someone gets famous and all of a sudden they got like six or seven people trying to slander them or sue them for something they did, you know, before they were given that platform to go succeed yeah. and do something. And that's just something that's really like, it's really frustrating to see and it's really annoying uh, to see because it just really, it discourages a lot of people from, you know, coming back and helping their community and just wanting to go ahead and, and, and give back and, and, and learn. You know, you have a lot of people uh, just giving so much hate, you know, instead of welcoming them with open arms or, or trying to learn, you know, they, they just have a lot of disdain for that person. So, no. I mean, I mean, it's like this too, man. Like, once you start getting popularity, once you start getting, you know, like a little bit of clout, I guess, quote unquote, I mean, like, dog, you the vibes out here. You already know what it is, man. Like, I mean, people are going to like to hate on you, like, period. Like, I mean, like, it's just going to be like that, you know? I mean, my thing is like this. We all have seen what a lot of hate, a lot of hate has done to a lot of uh, rappers. You know, I mean, like, coming on back to, you know, like, the hoods or, like, you know, like, the places and whatnot. Look at Nipsey. Like, I mean, like, Nipsey, I mean... You know, that was pushing a whole culture for a whole a whole culture for Yeah. Especially in like LA. I think it had like, you know, like the Bloods and like the Crips. I mean like unifying, like, you know, like for real for real. Like, you know, that's that's like I mean like big, big monumental generational, you know, like uh curses curses and whatnot being broke. And it's like he had opened up his own shop, and then like for him like to get gunned down inside of his own damn like neighborhood, do you know how up? Like I mean, I mean just like mentally, right? So it's like this: if we had did that kind of shit to like Nipsey, just imagine as far as a regular a regular Joe or just a um a semi like popular popular person, you know, like. It was yeah. like a target. Yeah. And, target. and I, I think another, um, you know, I guess another form of that, you know, would be, it's not necessarily like, 
you know, unfortunately in Nipsey's case, right, he got he got shot, right. But I think you know, in in, in a more local sphere, right, it may not always get to that point where you know someone uh, when someone makes it they get shot. But it's similar to what Edom said, like you know, you see someone locally and you don't support them on Instagram, you don't support them on social media, yeah. you're not shouting them out, right? Like, obviously, it's not necessarily the same as shooting somebody, but it's almost the same as, like, you're not supporting that person, especially if, you know, it's coming from your community. What, 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 what okay, all right, all right, right. Because I definitely have with them, you know, like, debate regularly. Regularly, I mean, like, between local artists or, like, you know, rappers, rappers, or, like, singing. Yeah. Singers, pardon me. My thing is like this. The reason being is that you have to be aware of your content. Mm. Like, be be like honest. <laughs> if it is trash, then this ain't going like the promotion. <laughs> I mean, like, I mean, that's that's just like I mean, simple math. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like me personally. So I mean, my thing is like this. Once I do have a person asking me, ask me, um, like a certain view or uh, like a certain, I guess, like you know, just take on it, like, I'm very, very honest. I'd be like, yo, like, this shit ain't it. Or, or it's like, I could say, like, alright, alright, yo, listen. Like, I could definitely tell where you, I mean, were, like, going, going, but you kind of had messed up right here, or just a certain bridge, or, or um, like, a certain cadence. Whichever yeah. case. But just, I mean, you know, like, the reason being, though, is that, is that, like, when you don't have a lot of quality, or just, you know, when you don't just do it, do it out of love and stuff like that, like it shows, like it resonates, you know? And it's like, it's also too, what you have to do is you have to continuously, ah, excuse me, continuously work on your craft, which mm-hmm. a lot of guys don't. They yeah. just don't do it. So, I mean, like, once you're not putting an effort as far as your own look, your own brain, your videos, to like your production, or like whichever case, like it is going to show, especially with the actual song itself. And secondly, too, like, dog, the biggest problem, probably with VA music, especially rappers, no offense, no like shots, you know, like anybody else, but just we, we are so much more than rapping about shit. So much more than rapping about drugs, shooting up niggas, and like whatever else. Because I tell, I mean, local like rappers, is that once you are talking crazy, once you're talking about pulling out a gun, talking about pulling out the tool, still, or whichever case, right? Yeah. You know, but the difference is that these old rappers that are on, they got security. You mm. don't. Yeah. <laughs> so, so it's like this. It's going to like to find you, going to see you, and going like to spin the block on you one time. So, I mean, like, it's a noticeable difference. So, I mean, like, what you have to be is very, very conscious about what you are talking about and what kind of energy too that you are putting out there because like i mean once you are putting out some energy as far as talking about shooting up guess what kind of energy that you are going to get back you are going to get that same like you know effort like it's kind of it's it's like it's kind of logical you know like to me but hey man no, it, 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 it's no, like that. But yeah, exactly. Read what you saw. The and, type of energy you put out is what you get in. You just get what you get back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like you know the vibe. You know the vibe. Yeah. Come on, man. Come on, man. It's simple math out here, Playboy. <laughs> uh, definitely, definitely. Ian, were you gonna, you know. Ian, were you gonna continue or something? Nah, I mean, I'm
like we always, well, like I like to always go back to saying, you know, words have power, and especially if you're rapping and literally speaking that out and putting it on a, you know, a three-minute track and then selling it or putting it out there into the world for people to listen to, you're literally, you're manifesting whatever you're saying. So if you're talking about, you know, dying in the streets or dying by the streets or living by the streets or whatever, you know, chances are, like, that's, you're asking for that. You really are asking for that, you know, and, you know, RIP Juice World, you know, I really like his music, but, you know, at the end of the day, like, I feel sorry, but sometimes not really because he always talked about dying young and dying on drugs and, you know, doing all that. I do not feel sorry. I I mean, like, I just don't feel sorry, though. I don't. I don't, man. And and, and it's just because, again, Again, like that's exactly what that you are pretty much inviting. So as far as people, people's feeling whichever way about it, I, I mean, like it is what it is, dog. But I do not feel sorry for that. I don't, man, because you know you got people. I mean, pretty much around you, and whichever case, so you know, this is grown. Like simply put, like um, uh, like example, right? Like as far as VA artists, artists that I do like that are actually different. Like I got three guys, I mean, like in mind already off the top. Uh, one guy, one guy is T. Cook. T. Cook is like, I mean, very, very dope, dope artist, MC, all that. Which he is not rapping about, you know, like both. Uh, like another guy is Marv P. Marv, Marv Joe Energy. Energy man is your like, you know, like spirit of Norfolk, you know, like you know, like me personally, um, or, or as far as just like VA, like you know, like period, and then it's like lastly too, um, uh, what's a guy named uh, Keith Keith um uh, Wavy, that's another guy too, man. I mean, like his his like my music music man is like, like it's real real like West Side West Side ish, but it has a Virginia feel to it, but it is like riding out music. Like it is very, very cool. It's very, very smooth. Yeah. So I mean, like, is it like, like it just goes on back to it, man. Is that Virginia's music scene has a lot more to offer than just drugs and just the bullshit. And it's like I just want to see creativity. I want to see something different. So like, once you talk about shooting niggas and pulling up, like, I, I mean, like I get it. I get it though. Cause it is a lane for it. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, crazy. I love his music. I love his content, man. I love his content. Cause it is like, like it's really, 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 really an awful music. I love that shit. <laughs> but it's like at the same token and whatnot, you know, we all got more, more like substance out there. Period. Basically. Definitely. That- We're here for segment two of the Everybody Eats podcast. On today's episode, I have today's quote. So I will say it and they have to guess. So the quote is, if you don't know your own value, someone will tell you your value and it will be less than your worth. I'll say it one more time. I'll say it one more time. If you don't know your own value, Someone will tell you your value, and it will be less than your worth. Oh, oh yeah, that man, Kobe. Nah, it's not Kobe. 
It sounds like Kobe, though, man. <laughs> it does. It does. Um, LeBron? Nah, it's not uh, not not really like a current athlete. It's a little old. Oh, really? Yeah. All right, hold on, hold on. But he, um, but he is an athlete. He is an athlete, though. Yeah. It's probably going to be hard, but I saw it on Instagram, so. Dang. Um, I'm going to go with D-Wade. Nah, not basketball. Oh, okay. Say it again. Last time, if you don't know your own value, someone will tell you your value, and it'll be less than your worth. I've seen this too, man. I've seen this quote. One um, guess. One guess each left. All right. Go first. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm drawing a big blank. <laughs> Yo, like I really do feel as if I know this too. I really do. Oh, I'm tired of like, yo. I can't even name the different sports right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 10 seconds. I'm tapping. I got it. I got it. All right. I'm going to go with Shaq. I'm going to go with Shaq. And Edom, just take a random guess. Bro. Tiger Woods, bro. Nah, Tiger. <laughs> <laughs> so the quote is by Bernard Hopkins. He was a boxer. Who is that? Boxer, boxer, Bernard Hopkins. Boxer. If you don't know your own value, someone will tell you your value, and it will be less than your worth. So I saw it on Instagram, and I think I to me it resonated. Um, yeah. Not only not only because of that, but also because I saw a different post um, that was talking about. Um, it was by Prince Donnell, so he was talking about. Uh, his how customers sometimes they'll they'll come up to him about his brand and they'll either like cause uh they'll like question him about his brand and they're like he's like they're not questioning him in a positive way they're questioning him as like in a in a hater sense and then he was talking yeah. about knowing your own value as a business right and when it comes to also like setting your price right and he was like you know the reason you wear gucci the reason gucci um, you know, charges so much, and the reason people love Gucci is not necessarily because of the quality, but because they say that their, you know, a, shirt, a Gucci shirt is worth a hundred dollars. That's why people pay a hundred dollars, right? So like, they state their own value. So then he was kind of like reverting back to like your own business of like, you know, you state your own value, and if someone else doesn't agree with like how much you charge for your product or your service, then you know that person doesn't deserve to be a customer, right? And they can't question why you price it because that's the, the value that you set. So that so that tied into this quote when it says if you don't know your own value, someone will tell you your value and will be less than your worth. So I felt that because kind of in the creative sense, right? You say you do modeling, you do if it's someone does photography of anything, right? Maybe when you start off, you're gonna be like, you know, and you know, I'm used to this, right? So it's common if you're starting off, you maybe do free gigs, you do this, that, and the third. But then after a while, once you start building your value, you start building your rep, building your experience. Soon you're gonna start setting a price for yourself, and that price is gonna be termed like, "Hey, I put X amount of hours, X amount of time, X amount of experience into my craft, into what I'm doing. So I'm gonna set this price, and this is the value I give myself, right? But if you don't know that, and say, you know, you're being a little bit passive and being wishy-washy, then maybe, you know, when you're trying to book a photo shoot, or you know, um, if you have a clothing brand and you're trying to sell something, or you have a service and you're trying to sell." And you don't know your own, how much you're worth your own value. Someone else is going to be like, no, I don't think it's worth, say, $500. I think it's only worth $400. I only think it's worth $300, right? And that's going to be like, whoa, I know I'm worth $500. I'm not going to let you pay $300, right? 
right? right. So I think um, it ties back, and it, even if it's just not monetary, just like your own value as a human, right? When yeah. how people treat you, how people you know how interact with you, you have to carry yourself in a certain way where you know your own worth and you know your own value, and you can't let someone else come around either disrespect or you know not to you know treat you the way that you're worth or treat you the way that you, you deserve to be treated or anything like that. So. Um, that makes sense. Yeah, so that that's just that's just my take on the quote, and that's how I feel about it. Gotcha. But yeah, and he takes that's any, pretty deep. That's pretty deep, my man. Appreciate um, it. Uh, what exactly that I take away from it? From it though, like in short, is just confidence, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's confidence. The confidence inside of you know, like your own self, like inside of what you're offering. What exactly I mean that you are offering to like the world, to like you know, like the public, and um, that like resonates because it starts because it starts with yourself, but like, it starts with a certain thought, it starts with a certain action, it starts like it just like it has to just exude you, it has to just be there, it has to be there because yeah. like I me, mean, otherwise then who who is going like to really buy in, buy into it? Yeah. So it's like, I mean, once you start actually saying that, but also believing that and just pretty much showing that, people are going like to be forced, you know, like to just, you know, fall in line with you. Yeah. But, but it's just really, really just confidence. It's a mindset. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't believe in yourself, if you don't believe in the product or believe in your service or believe in yourself first. Like you just said, like someone else is going to be hard to convince someone else or someone else not really going to look in and be like, oh, yeah, like this person is worth that. Right. If you don't believe it in yourself, you know, no one else is going to rock with you. Right. So I can say this. I can say this. Right. You know, um, do you know how difficult, how difficult I mean, like it is for a lot of people, a lot of people mean like in general, you know, like to have confidence, you know, a lot of people like doubt doubt like themselves throughout you know life certain periods certain like situations but you know like the difference is that once you start actually build, building up confidence and building up you, you know like yourself you know like you really do feel invincible yeah. you really do like you know believe into what you're actually saying you know so it has to come in fruition it has to because yeah. you are actually putting in time and like putting in work and putting in effort to make it work. That's a fact. And there's a difference. So I think it. outside of that too, like it takes, even if you finish like, you know, whatever you're doing or, you know, whatever you're trying to perfect or whatever craft you're working on, when you take a look at the finished product and when you start, like from where you started and when you finish, like you really got to sit and do some self-reflection and be like, hey, you know, I started here, now I'm here. And like Bessie said, you know, include the time and all the effort you put in. And then it just really gets down to knowing yourself and, you know, essentially, you know, your worth. It kind of sounds like self-love in the same time, but it's like in a business sense. But um, It is. That is a lot of self-love. Like you said, like once you once you no one knows how much work you put in but yourself. Right. So if it's, you know, 
modeling and you're doing photo shoots, right? That takes time, energy, skill to do that, to become good and to do, and do that over time. This podcast, Closing Line, if you're, you know, whatever you do, if you're a makeup artist, if you're career, doing real estate, no one knows how much time you put in, how much work that you put in but yourself. So you need to be able to look back at that and obviously congratulate yourself, you know? There's a difference between cockiness cockiness and confidence, right? You know, confidence exactly. is knowing your product and saying, hey, this is good and always be willing to say, hey, confidence also comes in knowing that, hey, I can get better. I can do better. You know, there, I can go to the next level and that's still okay. And you can still be confident. Cockiness is when you think you're good and you think you're all that and you think you're better and you think like, oh, I can't get any better. Like that's cockiness and no one wants any of that. But confidence is looking at your product and saying, I put time and effort into this. This is good. But at the same time, there's always room for improvement. You know what I mean? But in the meantime, look at this product or service that you're getting from me. It is good and it is quality. All right. So that that's that's what it takes. And like you said, some people, you know, it's hard to find that confidence. I think um, I think that's I think that's natural. And I, unfortunately, it's natural. Yeah, unfortunately, it's natural. And I think it's like, um, I think it prevents people. Unfortunately, I think it prevents people from pursuing a lot of things. We spoke about this in our very first episode. Like, why do people hesitate? It's because they, they, you know, they're kind of like scared to start trying to either they're not, again, confident in themselves or they're too busy worrying about what other people think. And I think that's really unfortunate because you'll meet, you'll meet thousands of people out there with great ideas you know, with, with, with great potential, but maybe they're lacking that, like that confidence or crack, you know, lacking that, that, you know, that push to just go out and go do it. And like, once you, once you, you know, really establish that confidence within yourself, then you realize like, Hey, even if I mess up, even if I fail, quote unquote, you know, there's still another day and I can still go work harder and I can just still use this to improve. All right. So. Most definitely. So. It's all that. So that concludes this segment. So talking about the quote of the day. So then we'll go into our last segment. We'll talk about um, one article and one post. We'll be right back. All right. And we are back for the last segment of today's episode. So for today, uh, for this current event, I want to talk about um, one topic and one post. So the first article um, is... Shout outs to, to Edom. It is Nigeria top South Africa as a continent's biggest economy. So this article comes from Bloomberg. Um, so real briefly, um, let's see. It goes to speak about that uh, this week, Nigeria's economic growth beats forecast in the fourth quarter, helping its economy to expand the most in four years in 2019 as oil output increased and the central bank took steps to boost credit growth. GDP in the West African country stood at $476 billion or $402 billion, depending on the rate used. And in comparison to South Africa, which was the continent's uh, biggest economy, South Africa's economy went in the opposite direction. Article continues, it slumped into a second recession in consecutive years, contracting more than projected in the fourth quarter as power cuts weighed on output and business confidence. So I found that to be really interesting. I'm not too well versed in the economic details of the different countries, <laughs> but the, uh, it is about Time. <laughs> but you know, Edom has so much oil. Sorry, I'm, I'm going to real quick. Right? Yeah, yeah, do your thing. <laughs> so much oil, real quick. All right. 
so much oil and like the fact that like there's a lot of misappropriation of funds the government in nigeria isn't the best you know um the uh, the president it, it's just a lot of corruption you know a lot of them just look out for for their you know close friends uh, the phrase nepotism and and corruption they just go hand in hand you know you have a lot of your 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 boys your friends in office and and nothing really gets done for the people outside of it so hearing that it's it's about time i'm kind of upset it hasn't happened sooner because nigeria has a lot of resources you know uh, you, you see in nigeria a lot of like bad things even in africa as a whole continent you always see the dirt huts people little starving boys and girls with flies and you hear all about hiv aids ebola so just seeing africa painted in this light is really like africa and nigeria just painted in this light is really like great and I really, really hope for like continued success and they continue to keep doing what they're doing and we can just get like a real hold and ownership of the oil that is ours. So uh, that's an amen on that. And you know, a couple of weeks ago we, we covered Akon um in in this home country of Senegal and um, so, you know, it's glad to hear this good news, you know, for this country. Shout out to Nigeria. Obviously, you know, in honor of Edom and being Nigerian. Shout out to all my Nigerians back in New York. You know, I'm missing my jollof rice out here. So I don't have no jollof. But, um, it, no, it's, it's a really interesting article. It's great um, seeing the economy grow. So um, it continues to say that the projections show Nigeria's economy will continue to grow faster than South Africa's. While the uh, International Monetary Fund, or the IMF, uh, cuts its forecast for Nigeria's 2020 growth from 2% to 25 last month due to lower oil prices, Afri South Africa's GDP is forecast to expand only by 0.8%. So, um, you know, like I said, so like, just like Ian mentioned, um, you know, I think this is, a, obviously this is great, great for, for the country of Africa, uh, great for the country of Nigeria, I apologize. Um, and I look forward to, you know, seeing the growth. Um, and yeah, you know, keep, keep it going. So, I like yeah, I like yep, yep. So that is the, uh, first article. So the second one, um, this, this hits a little bit more to home cause this is a conversation that I've been having, um, a little bit more frequently. And I, I just love having this conversation. Um, it is, it, it was a post that, uh, pretty much it said gentrification isn't bad. Um, and, and then it goes on to, to, you know, the person like tweeted so that they went on to give their reasons. Um, but I want to give, you know, my own and our own take. So how I feel about gentrification, if you live in any major city in the United States, um, I'm sure you're going, you're going through gentrification right here in Norfolk, right? We see it in downtown yeah. Norfolk, right? Um, and I love listening and speaking to people who've been here, who grew up here and how they've seen the change. Since I've been in the area, I've only seen, you know, what's new. I haven't really seen the old and how it's really affected. So my perspective is different. But um, again, but we're from New York where we have lots of gentrification, right? You see in Brooklyn, Manhattan, oh, yeah. in the Bronx, right? Like, oh, yeah, man. It, Plenty. Yeah, Plenty. exactly. So we see it on our own a lot. Parliament is completely different. It's different. It's different, right? So we see it. We see it a lot in New York, obviously out here in Norfolk, and then wherever city you're in, I'm sure you're going through you're going through the gentrification as well, right? So a lot of people have yeah. different. A lot of people have different takes on it. So um, my my take is this, right? Gentrification isn't bad as long as you're involved and you're informed. I think that that right there is the key piece because if you are 
we can use we can use New York and we can even use uh, Norfolk as an example since Chris you will have more um ex- uh, perspective on Norfolk right when it comes yeah, to gentrification what, what do you generally see right generally the the trend goes you maybe have um uh, an area maybe it's you know project housing you know what I mean low income area you'll have that in the city and you'll have either you know if it's homes apartments if it's a neighborhood an area that's been like you know that's there. Generally, over time, you'll probably have investors, builders will come in and say, hey, I want to build, you know, an apartment building. I want to build a sky rise. I want to open up a store here. I want to open up something. Right. So unfortunately, what do they do? Long story short, usually a lot of those low income houses, lands, area, those people living in those areas are often usually kicked out when people want to either buy up the land, buy up the you know, current property and go build on their own. The, the issue is that usually the people who live there are forced out and not uh, all the time are given some place to go live. So they're displaced, right? So that is the negative effect of gentrification. One of them, you know, there are many. Obviously, there are a lot of times where if you bring a new demographic to an area, a lot of times there'll be some sort of like tension or clash where, hey, I've been living here for 20 years. Yeah, maybe quote unquote the hood. But like, who are you to just come in to start rolling around in my neighborhood and start giving me weird looks? You know what I mean? Like I'm the one who's been here for 20 years, right? I'm the one who grew up here. So those, again, so I'm not saying that gentrification doesn't have these negative points because those are some, but I think what we have to do and start doing is start looking, how can we get involved and how can we stay informed about this? Because say you do have grandma living in the hood or in the low project houses and you know they might turn it down or take them down. If, or if grandma has a house and they're offering grandma like, hey, I'm going to come buy your house. Be like, hey, grandma, whoa, whoa, don't go sell your house just yet, right? Because if they're coming here today saying, I want to go buy a house for, you know, say 200000 don't sell it, one, because that's your house, or two, mount you wait a longer, wait a little bit longer, because they can't force you out necessarily if they want to buy your home. Like, if you own it, they can't force you out. Maybe you do want to end up selling it. Why don't you wait a little bit longer until they come out with a bigger check? Because if they really want it and they start developing, your property value is going to increase, right? So maybe you can say, let me not take the 200000 Let me wait a little bit longer. Say you're interested in actually moving. You can be like, you know what? I'll wait until they offer 500000 right? Then maybe at that point, you could be like, maybe we'll take the check and then we'll go move somewhere else. Or another way to think about it is, hey, say you're interested in getting in real estate. I think gentrification is a good way that you can get into real estate and help your community. Maybe them taking down, a you know, maybe a project area or like a quote unquote hood, maybe them revitalizing that. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but there can be ways that. You can get involved so you can either own some of that real estate, you can own some of those properties, you can help out your family, you can help out some of those uh, people who are being displaced. If you're getting involved in some of that, um, you know, that revitalization, you can help people to either get, you can help other people get into real estate so they can benefit from it. Or, you know, this is a way for you to, you know, get some houses, even get some properties and that you can have people living in those um, properties that have gotten displaced. Right. So I think there are options for you or for people to get involved in certain gentrification. But you just have to again, you just have to be informed, because if not, then you're going to be displaced and they're not going to care about you because these developers are going to want their check. Right. They're not going to really, really care what happens to you. They're going to want, you know, once they start building their high rises and they're getting money from, you know, people who can afford it. That's that's all they're looking forward to. So. 
Um, obviously, there's it's a bigger discussion than that, but um, that's essentially that's how uh, that's how I feel about it. So I think it's just important to stay informed and get involved, so you can have a say of what happens to your neighborhood. Um, and that that's how I feel. So I, you, you two can can give your 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 two cents on that. saying like Norfolk, like growing up, especially in, you know, like the 90s and stuff like that, Norfolk Ming wasn't, wasn't like, you know, like the most, I guess, ideal, ideal place, you know, that raised a family at, you know, um, it was a lot tougher, it was a lot grittier, you know, like then too as well, you know, certain like neighborhoods and whatnot, you really couldn't like be in, like unless that, you know, like you had knew like somebody or like, you know, certain like things yeah. you know like that and uh as far as gentrification and stuff like that as a whole like at times it is needed man like at times as far as certain like neighborhoods certain neighborhoods are just that bad that i mean like it just needs a complete complete makeover you yeah. know what i mean once you once you have kids and stuff like that that i mean like not even go outside comfortably and just like you know i mean just play then, yeah, I mean, like, it's a bit, bit of a change needed, you know, somewhere, you yeah. know, usually. And, um, like, it does have its benefits and it does have its negatives, you know. I will say that. But just as far as Norfolk now, Norfolk is, like, completely different almost. Just a bit. Like, it does have its little areas, you know, I mean, like, south south uh, Norfolk, roughly. Um, uh, Ballantyne, Ballantyne is actually looking, you know, uh, up and down, you know, whatnot. Yeah, so, they, they got some nice areas around there. Uh, they got some nicer areas around there from what I've seen. Uh, they really do, man. Yeah. And and it's like, I mean, you would have been here back in like 06, 06 or 07 or whatnot. Like, no, nah, I mean, like, it was different, man. It was yeah. different back then, man. You know, um, uh, Norfolk to Virginia Beach even, you know, um, like it does have this positive though, you know. Like the positives is that as far as a lot of like foolishness and just like a lot of you know violence, violence and whatnot, like it just gets you know stopped, you know. But just at the same token, once you do have a relative, I mean, that is there and whatnot, and um, you know, they are um uh, getting like bought out. Like it has to be something, something worth it basically. Yeah. It has to be worth the move. For you know, like the uh, tenant, you know, it has to be worth that because, like, I mean, otherwise, then then it's like, I mean, like it's kind of pointless because you're going to either have like the downsize or just like move move like elsewhere, like you know, move out a little bit more further out, you know, like somewhere else. So I mean, just as long as the negotiation process is like even, like it's fair and whatnot, like I think it's fine. But like once it isn't fine. Is that I mean once you do got older folks that are getting gypped and like you know the nest you know for like their property once they don't even realize realize its value so I mean you know like the biggest thing is just being like pretty much informed and um, you have to be willing you have to be open you have to be open minded because like otherwise then then it's like you are just going to have to make the process like, a little more difficult or like whichever case. Yeah, like you said, you have to be open-minded because you're going to miss out. I think the biggest thing, you're going to miss out on opportunities yourself, right? Kind of like you said, like if you're not 
Because the thing I think with the, uh, with gentrification, unfortunately, it's going to happen regardless. You know what I mean? So yeah. if you like you said, like if you don't have that open mind and you're and you're sitting here, you know, upset, griping, and you're not looking to get informed, looking to see how you can have an impact yourself, right? You're just gonna sit there and and watch the neighborhood change and watch you know grandma's house get sold and she's gonna get finesse without you doing anything. Right, so that's why you have to, you know, you have to be active within yourself. Look for ways to get involved in the community. Look for ways to invest. Right, maybe if you have a business, this is a great time to look for like, hey, they're redoing the neighborhood. Right, maybe this is a good time to get a store, get a brick and mortar, get you know, maybe buy buy up a space. Right, maybe you and a few friends, you could be like, you know what, let's go buy in you know, an event space. Let's go buy you know a building space, you know, in this area, in this town, so we can either you know rent it out for other people who need it. We can use it ourselves. We can do something. Like there, there are ways for you to get involved. Ways for you to benefit from it as well. Um, just goes back to just being informed, you know what I mean? Just knowing what's going on and having, like you said, having that open mind. So it's, it's about perspective. It's about that, you know, it's about perspective. It's about, are you willing? Um, and cause yeah, like I said, unfortunately it's going to happen whether or not, you know, we, we could talk about this all day. Say we were saying like, oh, we hate gentrification. Well, regardless, it's going to happen. <laughs> you know what I mean? Downtown Norfolk is going to keep growing. <laughs> regardless of how you feel yeah. regardless of how you yeah. feel so you yeah. might as well you might as well try and find a way that you can make it positive and you know it, you and can benefit and benefit from and it, benefit yeah. from it so that's all yeah so that that's that's my take eat them um hey to be honest uh that's like a really interesting take on uh gentrification the whole getting involved aspect of it uh never really thought of that you know, you hear gentrification, you, you think like, you kind of, you kind of associate it with, you know, getting out of your neighborhood or being against it. You know, you have, you, the word is given such a bad connotation yeah. normally. And, and just hearing the, the fact that, you know, you can change the narrative on it and get involved and be kind of part of the change, you know, in a positive way. Um, and, you know, shout outs to Khalil for, uh, trying to get involved in his district and and making strides and, and successfully doing so. Yeah. And he's a perfect example of getting behind the gentrification and pulling up a seat to the table to have a say in what's gonna what changes are going to be implemented in his neighborhood. And granted, it's not easy. You know, like we covered earlier um, in that podcast with him, it's not easy. But just being able to take the step, you know, it's something as small as the school's PTA. Yeah. You know. Uh, getting involved in that, having a say in what what your kids are gonna get, you know, that's just that makes all the difference. So yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I was at an event a few weeks ago um, where we spoke about this. Uh, shout out to Everyday Dope Life. Um, they had an event a few weeks at the uh, Slover Library, um, and when they were speaking about gentrification, they brought up you know being informed, being involved, and they were saying like. You know, um, some of these like committees and some of these groups in the neighborhood, they have say of what businesses are allowed, you know, what businesses get approved and things like that. So, you know, that really made me think kind of going back to what I said, where, you know, you and a few friends, if you're informed, you're involved, you can now use this as an opportunity to get a business, get a home, get something, you know, a value, get an asset while the neighborhoods are changing, while they are growing. Right. So. Um, and like Edom said, like the word gentrification a lot of times has so much negative weight, but you know, I think that's just 
that we just have to change that mentality, right? Change the narrative. That's what we're talking about. That's what we love at Everybody Eats. You have to change that narrative and say, hey, let's not be so negative about it. What are ways that we can benefit that everybody can eat, right? So that's what it is. I think, you know, again, we could, we could go on and on. We can have a whole long discussion, but I think the key takeaways is, again, find ways to get involved, to be informed in ways that you can benefit, that you can help out your community. Cause it is your community. Wherever city you're from, it's your community. These changes are happening. You should have a say where people are going if they're being displaced, you know, what businesses are opening, what real estate is going to be developed. You should have a say in that. So look for ways to get involved, either if it's local politics, local committees, you know, businesses trying to get a business have a say in your community because it's yours. You've been there, so you should determine how it's gonna look like for the next couple of years and so. So, that's that. So that covers that topic um, and that concludes today's episode. Again, I wanna thank you, Chris. Thank you very much for reaching out and coming on the episode. It means a lot having to take, having this discussion. Eden, of course, thank you very much. Um, and for all our listeners, make sure, again, you're checking us out on all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube. This video will be out. TikTok, we're on there. 